You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to our podcast. I'm so glad that you're here today. So for this episode of the podcast, I just want to take a, a few minutes to address some current events uh, that everybody, everybody's tuned into. So since the death of George Floyd, you know, everybody's been watching the news. Everybody, We've had conversations at home, probably in every household. I think everybody is torn with a dozen different emotions. We're not sure exactly what to do to fix the atrocities that we've witnessed and the pain that we feel. But you know what? I just want to take a couple of steps forward to loving each other. So realizing the magnitude of the problem, I just want to ask our church family to open our hearts to Jesus for a minute. And I, I, you know, I realized that I probably couldn't lead our church family through some of these conversations uh, by myself in the way that would benefit us the most. So I ask a trusted brother, a trusted friend, uh, somebody that means the world to me and to our congregation, if he'd just sit down with me and let's just talk a little bit. And so Anthony McCullum is with me today. Anthony, welcome to the Carterville Church Podcast. Glad to be with you, Brother Ben. Hey, listen, there's some people who listen to our podcast podcast that might not have been around our church family for a long time. So let me just kind of introduce you for a second. Uh, Anthony is a wise mentor to me. He is a godly pastor uh, in Petal, uh, out in Sheepalow community, and he's preached for our church. He's allowed me to come out and preach for his church, and he has probably educated me um, on the other side of racial conversations more uh, than anybody in my history. And so, Anthony, I just love you, and I want to thank you out loud. Love you too, my brother. I appreciate that. Anthony, I just want to start today um, just with, I guess, the most obvious conversation. I just want to talk about what is racism. And I know that seems really, really, really elementary, yeah. uh, but at the end of this conversation, I want to talk about why I think it's important for us to identify what's racism. So let me read a couple of Bible passages. Uh, the first one I want to read um, is uh, in, in 1 John chapter 4. So verse 19, we love him, that's God, because he first loved us. If somebody says, I love God and hates his brother, well, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom God has seen, how can he love God whom he's not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Amen. And so at this point of gospel teaching, we enter the conversation about... Uh, about loving our brother, about racism. And, Anthony, let's just talk a little bit about racism, about what is racism. Amen. Well, Ben, you know, you and I were just having a good conversation. Uh, I bet many of the people listening right now wish they could have been a fly on the wall listening and getting everything that we were saying. But, uh, you know, everybody will have a different opinion about what racism is. In my heart, I believe it's a spirit. It's the spirit of superiority that people will gravitate to uh, that leads people to hate people for no reason other than the fact that they just hate people because they're not li- not like them. Uh, I believe that's a spirit. I believe it's 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 uh, indoctrinating to the heart of man. And, and until man learns how to love the way God says love, we'll never get beyond that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm hopeful, Ben, as we've talked today in, in conversation. I'm hopeful. You know, Paul says in Corinthians, faith, hope hope and love. Right. These three, I let these always abide. I'm trying to abide in faith and I'm trying to abide in love right. and I'm trying to abide in faith, man. So uh, I'm hopeful that we can move beyond 
So I love your concept of uh, of racism being a spirit and the idea that, I mean, yeah, there is evil in the world and evil spirits inspire us to all kinds of sin. Right? Absolutely. I mean, and, and listen, in the human heart, they don't have to talk hard sometimes because it's natural for us to be prideful, to be selfish, to be greedy, lustful, sinful. It's not a surprise to me that it's natural for human beings to become racist. But in the gospel, we got to undo that. I mean, Jesus died to tear down the dividing wall, according to Ephesians chapter 2. So let's just talk for a few minutes about... Uh, the gospel and racism. Yeah, you know, I believe that Jesus died uh, so that He could create a family for God, a family that would glorify God. He died on the cross to forgive us for our sins, but the forgiving of our sins is just the first step. You know, when we're forgiven of our sins, we're adopted into the family, right? Well, yes. that means that God's family, His legitimate, literal family across the generations and all over the nations is made up of brothers and sisters who look totally different. Yeah. Asian brothers, Indian brothers, African brothers, American brothers, I mean, all over the, right? And here's what I'm recognizing the older I get, you know, is that for us really to demonstrate the power of the gospel, Christian brothers and sisters have to show what it looks like to love the entire family. Absolutely. And I don't know that we've been great at that. I think that we've probably loved more like other people in our culture. You know, some of us love better than others, but I'm not sure that we've loved radically or loved the way that God loves. Well, I think a a term that we have not taught enough about in the body of Christ is a term that is used uh, in a kingdom, uh, which we have a democracy in America. But in a kingdom, what the king tries to do when he takes over land is colonize. Well, when Jesus came to earth to heal us broken people and redeem us back to him, as you just said, adopt us into his family. His ultimate goal was to colonize earth by his kingdom, which means we submit into his lordship and we're supposed to be just like him. In a kingdom, when colonization takes place, either rather it's at the mother state or at the place where they take over the territory, they make that territory just like the status of the homeland. Right. Okay. Well, Christ has been trying to get us to be colonized, to be more like him um, ever since the beginning of time, and we have yet to reach that pinnacle. We yet seem to fail because we yet seem to not fall under the guidelines of L-O-V-E. Right on. So, you know, normally when we talk about colonization in history classes, social settings classes, you know, it's a bad thing, right? Normally we think colonization, but this is one situation where colonization is an amazing thing. Absolutely. I mean, if we could have pockets of heaven all over earth, new creation, people regenerating the image of Jesus, living by the law of God, and have, you know, your will on earth as it is in heaven. Your the Lord's prayer. That's right. 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 Think about it. That's that, right. That's what we're asking. That's right. And so I wonder, what is it going to take? All right, the reason I want to talk about defining racism is because I just want to tell you, Anthony, you know, all my life I would have said I'm not a racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, um, man, when I look back on my history, I, I, I think I was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when I stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like to look at you right now mm-hmm. and say, hey, Anthony, I'm not a racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure when I transitioned. I can't put a finger on the moment that I that I stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now he, I want to say this, because as the church is listening, I'm sure a lot of people just said, wait a minute, my pastor was a racist. I, I'm right. gonna, Hold on. You now. heard it. Go ahead and join Piney Grove now. Shut, <laughs> shut it, brother. You'll uh, edit that. I'm you're sure. Tell what, no, you're going to tell them what time service starts um, and, and the address. No, no, no. Here's what I mean, Anthony. 
what I mean is, I think I was mystifying racism, right? Sure. I would have said I'm not a racist because I don't hate anybody. Sure. And I don't think I've ever hated anybody. Sure. You know, of any of any race or any background. Sure. And I'm serious about that. Sure. That's just kind of in my DNA, and I'm grateful to my parents and the good Lord for that. But so I would have all my life said I'm not a racist because I don't hate anybody. <laughs> and for me, racism would have been defined as you've got to overtly hate a brother yeah. to be racist. And not true. And and as I grow, I'm starting to realize, but that may not be the case. Like I, I, you, I've told you this already, but I kind of really think the root definition of racism it begins not with hate, but just with the blindness. Like racism begins when I start to think that I'm superior to you, whoever you, you are. Yeah. It, it begins with ethnic superiority. Absolutely. In the New Testament, you know, you had Jews who thought they were superior to Gentiles Absolutely. or, you know, one group that thought they were superior. In the, in the New Testament, all these tensions aren't necessarily over black or white. That's what yeah. we experience in Mississippi and in America, you know, but in the New Testament, there's plenty of tension sure. and there's plenty of ethnic superiority going on. And Jesus was tearing that down, you know, one letter after the other in the New Testament sure. documents. Sure. So for me, as I've learned to kind of redefine racism, so now that I'm thinking, okay, racism really starts when I think... Mm-hmm. That that I or people like me uh, are superior to other people who are different than me. Absolutely. And if you think about it, I've never met anybody who wasn't a little bit prideful or selfish when they got started with life. Right. Yeah. It's the most human thing. Yeah. So it's natural to me to think that people would look up and say, you know what? I've even done that with my whole race. Yeah. I've thought that all white people or all black people or all whoever you are, sure, you know, are superior to other people's. And you've got your laundry list of reasons. Sure. But when I started thinking about racism that way, I've got to look up and be honest with you. I probably was. According to that definition, I probably was racist well, for a good part of my life. Well, well, being the scripture says we were all born into sin. And I firmly believe that uh, when the scripture teaches that we were born into sin because of the sins of Adam, yeah. every sin upon the face of the earth was in our blood. That's yeah. what I believe. Okay, good uh, I believe it's very possible uh, that I could have been uh, a racist myself. Okay, It's probably has been in my DNA to be a racist, yeah. uh, as it has been in everybody's DNA. But I think of that as being an idea. That's an idea or a thought that comes to people, and they become that. And the more you feed certain things, uh, the more you become like it. And so for those people who are out there today who have literally become uh, the idea that was birthed in them from the beginning of time, right, yeah. they fed it, and it grew, and it grew, and it continues to grow. And so when you hear remarks that are racist, so to say, and when you approve of those by not saying anything, it's probably a good indication that that might be in you've your got some heart. You've got some heart work. You've got some heart work to do. Yeah. So, Anthony, the reason that this is an important topic for me, um, and we got about two minutes, so we need to wrap up, right? I know you're looking at the watch. Um, Anthony, the reason that this is an important topic for me is because, you know, when I look back at my heart, I, I never hated anybody, right? Yeah. Um, and I would have been one of those guys that said, whoa, 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 I've got black friends, I've got black people that I love, I'm clearly not a racist. Yeah. But at the same time, I really did, I did probably think in my worldview, subconsciously almost, that that, uh, that I was superior, that we were better. Didn't sure. mean to, just sure. did. Sure. Uh, I approved of jokes that I shouldn't have. Sure. You know, I, sure. I just sort of, I couldn't understand the other side of any arguments. Yeah, you know, I look back at things like that. I think, you know what? I think when I, I think at certain points in my life, I was, I was guilty. Now, yeah. there, here's why it's real important to me, Anthony. Um, because if we operate with the idea that none of us are racist, we can't fix anything. That's right. I believe that racism is just a sin, like every other sin. Yeah. And that being the case, it has the same cure, Jesus Christ. Amen. And He's got to work on the inside of our hearts. But here's what I learned through the course of my life. Um, a lot of us are walking around with sins of lust or greed or arrogance, right? And um, the way to have those healed 
confession, repentance. Absolutely. But the first step, like before I can confess and repent, so I got I look at I got to look in the window, when, uh, in the mirror and say, "Hey, I'm guilty." And so the reason I'm just talking about this today is because I think that the first step for a lot of us in our community would just be to to take a moment and think about this and say, "You know what? Maybe I am guilty. Maybe I do find myself making excuses or um, deflecting arguments or saying yeah, but every time somebody brings up whatever the other side is, yeah. Um, and, and I and I'm a, and Anthony, I'm making an assumption here. I, I think you'd agree with me, but racism is not just a white person sin. Yeah. I mean, I think there are black brothers and sisters who are racist. Sure. I think sure. all over the world, sure, racism does is not really a respecter, sure. you know, of any group. Sure. That being the case, what I want to ask the church to think about doing today is this: Would you just take a look in the mirror? You know, and don't don't be quick to say no. I'm not a racist. Like, take a look in the mirror and ask God if there's work inside your heart that needs to be done. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good challenge for not only just the Carterville family, the Piney Grove family, and anyone else that's listening to this particular podcast. You just read some scriptures in First John chapter four. I want to read this here as we close out. Uh, ben in First John chapter four, the first part of it. It says, "We are of God, and he that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the." spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another. That's the truth. For love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth mm. not God for God is love. Right on word. It starts with love, man. And if we can't love one another for whatever reasons, then we good indication we're just not of God. And we gotta search our heart with that. You know, first John tells me too that um, if any of us are caught in a sin, confess. we should confess that sin to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. He's faithful and righteous, he'll cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Absolutely. And so here's what I want to say, you know, whether you're you're um, you know, whether you're a white brother today, black brother today, whether you're a Hispanic brother today, if you're listening to this podcast, I just want to ask, would you look in the mirror and don't blame the other person for just a few minutes, forget about everybody else, just ask about you. Uh, deep in your heart. You know, have you become guilty of the sin of racism? And if you are, I've got great news for you today. The gospel of Jesus Christ can heal that. And it would be a glorious testimony of Christ if he would take the rest of the days of your life and make you more and more like Jesus Christ as you learn to love your neighbor. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with us, man. God bless you, brother.